Hey guys, welcome to our program, Small Town Worlds, where we talk about world issues from a small town perspective through a biblical lens. Our aim is to spotlight Jesus Christ and spread the gospel while discussing relevant topics we all face day to day. Well, hello everybody, and today we are going, we are not doing critical race theory part two today. We're going to come back to that. Um, The Lord really laid something on my heart. Uh, with everything that's going on with our government, with everything that's going on in our Afghanistan, and just mainly because I've been struggling with this. So uh, today we're going to talk about obeying government authority and just being submissive to, you know, what God's Word says, right. really. Basically, I had to go back and study about that just because, and reread, just because I have been so angry right. and frustrated with our current government. And I wish that in, in in the course of our conversation, we could say that we had an answer for every question or that we had um, just uh, an assurance for every single thing that people are dealing with. And I mean, I don't. Even, yeah. even knowing what Scripture says about all of these things, I know that there are arguments that come from the other side as far as like where, where, okay, so where do we draw the line and where do we, at what point do we say this far and no more? And, Mm -hmm. um, so I know that those are, are struggles that, that we, we are all feeling. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I think the place the Lord led me to this week was when our government tells us something that is against his word. Right. So he's, so for instance, uh, our government says you can't go to church on Sunday. You can't pray to your God anymore. Yeah. You know, I was brought back to Daniel repeatedly this right. week. I remember you telling me that. And so just, you know, when you uh, when you can't be free to worship your God, you can't sing to your God. That was, hey, that was in California right. not that long ago. Right. Can't sing in your church. Okay. So when you, when you, when you hear someone ask the question regarding that government, because there is such a pushback right now, even in, in the church. Yeah. So not just in the conservative community, but within the church, there is beginning to be that pushback against some things that our government is saying to us. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how do you, I mean, you kind of already answered, but I just want to, I just want to clarify because there are going to be people that that say that. So when someone says, um, well, there comes a point where we don't have to do yeah. what the government says. Yeah. So like, just, I just want you to kind of reiterate what you just said about where the Lord brought you to in that, in answering that question. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, um, you, do this, you want me to re- reiterate what you said? <laughs> you, did such a, you did such a good job just a second ago. Okay. I'm not sure what the question is. Um, he brought me to the place of, of obedience to our government unless it goes against his word. Right. That that's the line. That that's the line. Unless it goes against something he is telling us. Now, you're going to see me in Walmart. I'm not going to have a mask on. I'm not going to fight with anybody. I will put one on if someone says, hey, you have to have one on. I'm not going to cause a disturbance about it. But I personally feel like there are false sense of security. So I it's a personal choice. It's a personal making, choice right. that I'm making. I'm taking personal responsibility for my own health. And right. I've had COVID, so I feel like I have antibodies. That's my personal choice. Right. Um, but if I want to fly somewhere, I'm going to put a mask on and fly. And I'm not going to say anything negative to anyone. Right. 
you know, that's my person. That's my personal belief. What What would you say back to that? I mean, I've, I'm in the same situation because I feel I've, uh, you know, I, I feel very strongly as well about that. But like you, you have to ask yourself, at what point is me getting my way, yeah, worth what it's going to cost? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at what at what point do I say I'm I'm making the stand and it's and it's and I'm going to get my way? And that's I think that that's a question that everybody has to answer for themselves. I don't think yeah. that I can say to you or to anyone. If you wear one, you're wrong. And if you right. don't wear one, you're wrong. Right. That's, that's, that's the place where I've been. Yes. Because I feel like that it's just not one of those issues that's worth the fight that it's causing. I'm not yes. saying there aren't issues to make a stand on. Yeah. I'm just saying for me personally, yeah, that one hasn't been one. But yeah. I, I feel like there are people that feel very, very strongly about it. You know, we both know people on both sides of on the issue sides. that feel very, very strongly about it. And that was one of those that kind of why I prefaced what we said at the beginning. I wish that we had all the answers. I yeah. wish we could say this is how this situation needs to be handled. Um, I do think we, we can get some clear directives about certain things. And then I think there are certain things that um, we're going to continue to be in that place of debate about, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I thought I wrote, I made a list of things that were being asked to submit to vaccination cards, mask mandates, CRT in schools, quarantines, rules for flights, rules for seemingly everything, um, shutting down stores, et cetera. And what that causes that breeds fear. Yeah. It breeds anger. And ultimately it breeds, it breeds division among belief, even believers. Yeah. And so I put, we fall right into the hands of the enemy when that happens. And then the Lord led me to um, Romans 14. And I'm just going to read, it's Romans 14, 13 through 23. But I'm just going to read 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Um, I've been so heartbroken over Afghanistan and what our Christian brothers and sisters are facing that are there in the country and um, listen to so much about that. I told you a little bit about that. So when you shared with me just your heartache and why, so we, we will be uh, revisiting uh, critical race theory. It's a, it's a very important topic to both of us. It's a very, um, it's one of those things I will, that I do feel like I have to take a stand on. Yeah. And so it, it is, it's a, it's a very significant to me. So we are going to be revisiting that. But when you began to share with me how heartbroken you were over the events that were taking place and why you really wanted to, to, to do this particular podcast first, um, it just really got me thinking about, Lee, about how when we close our, this is why I'm saying this, you knew all of that stuff and I've been so busy with my own, like getting ready for school and all the things going on in my world, I hadn't been paying attention to it. And so other than occasionally seeing on Facebook, somebody say, pray for Afghanistan. Like I didn't even know what was happening, what was happening. And I think how that in just moments within days of really kind of unplugging from what's going on around me, you know, I hadn't been, I mean, truly, I just been so unplugged with, with even social media that I, I had to then go and investigate, okay, what's really going on? But 
I think it just really got my attention because of how quickly it happened. Yeah. And, and things were going on that I had not been paying attention to. And so I was, I was convicted by that. I was convicted by the fact that there are significant things impacting the church of Jesus Christ right now, that if you, if we close our eyes for a moment, yeah, we, we miss it. We're missing the opportunity to pray for those people. And I can tell you that I have lost so much sleep. Like the Lord, I'm like, Lord, please let me sleep. Like I'm waking up every morning early, three and four in the morning. And I feel the need to pray for those people. I don't know what time it is in Afghanistan. I was going to look that up, see what time it was in Afghanistan, because I feel the need to pray for them when I wake up in the night. Yes. And, um, so, you know, we, I don't know, can I say a little bit about what I had heard and read? I mean, I, I mean, if you feel like, I mean, I know that you believe that it was a credible, a credible source. So just, yeah, the Daily Wire and, and, um, John Cooper had also shared it today on his podcast that just dropped. He said, shared the same in in, information information from the Daily Wire about, it was actually that article that had the X about the X's marked on the house. Mm. So you have to put an X on your house and they're taking any child, any girl child, 12 or older. Um, they are executing husbands of women 20 and older and taking the woman um and they're selling her into slavery basically um it's just horrific but the christians in in afghanistan they are saying that if you have the bible app on your phone they're killing you on site if you have english on your phone they're killing you on site um uh what were some of the other things um one of the articles that i read yesterday or day before I can't remember now when it was but it was talking about um that it wasn't just Christians that were afraid it wasn't just Chris- Christians that were fleeing. these were just people living their lives yes that everybody's are, that are being affected by yeah. what's going on there and right. so obviously our heart you know it goes out to our brothers and sisters in Christ as you said but just humanity yes there that is is suffering so, so so the people when i say that about the x marked on the house that's every family that's not christian families that's just every family right whether you're in the same faith that they're in or not they're taking your child right they're taking your children. So it, it, it isn't just religious persecution. That no. Obviously, it's substantial religious persecution, but it isn't just that. It's just it's, yeah. you know, so Human much trafficking more. is what right. that's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Afghan Christians, they're fleeing to the mountains. The underground church that partners with Frontier Alliance International reports that the Taliban are targeting Christians for death. They're, they do have a hit list. They're looking through phones for the Bible app, and if they have it, they immediately kill them. That article is by John Brown um, on the Daily Wire, that I, and like I had just cited that source. Um, approximately thirty to 40,000 um, Americans and American allies still left, um, and today Biden said they did the G7 summit, and he said he would not extend the deadline just for fear of what would happen. Taliban retaliation is, you know, they had said that they would, the Taliban said they would not extend the deadline. And then um, he, he said, he agreed to abide by that today. Um, they said that at the estimate, the estimate at the airtime that we're talking right now was somewhere around 15,000 of that, that number was Americans. Mm. Um, that are essentially being abandoned within that country. Yeah, what's happening? Yes, they're yes, and and defend for themselves. What's frustrating? Refuge for themselves. Like what John Cooper said today. What's frustrating is the French forces are breaking 
the Taliban barricade around the Kabul airport and going and getting their people and come back and flying them out. He said the French, England, and Germany. He said their forces, their military forces, are going and getting their people and getting them out of the country. He said, but our government officials will not allow our American military to go and do that. Okay, So that's what's frustrating. So part of the struggle that I know that you have felt in the last week is that knowing all those things and so many more about, um, I know that you had shared with me so many troubling things about our government right now. Not just right now. This isn't a new problem. Yeah. Right. Our, our corrupt. Both, both sides. Right. Let's just our say corrupt, bipartisan. If there's bipartisan, bipartisan corruption. Yeah. The bipartisan <laughs> corruption. Yeah. That is the state that we are in right now within our country. Right. So we've got that struggle on one side. And then we have this, um, the biblical mandate on the other. Yeah. Which is to submit to the government authorities. Yeah. That God puts people in power. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, whether we understand it or not, whether we bear witness with it or not, whether we voted for them or not, the right. reality is God puts people in power yeah. for seasons. And, um, you know, I, the Bible doesn't say submit to government authority unless you didn't vote for them. Right. Um, and so here we are caught in this struggle between these things aren't right this government is is corrupt. This government is killing our people. This government is leading people astray. And again, I'm not saying this government this past year. I'm talking about the ongoing problems of the United States government. Right, because, you know, Trump also wanted to pull out of Afghanistan. Um, I mean, he began the pull out of Afghanistan. We had a remaining residual force of about 2,500 troops is what was left. And, um, and that's what was, you know, that was what was kind of keeping the peace there. But... Um, the ultimate goal during the Trump administration was to get our people out. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess it's how it was done and how this was handled and yeah. uh, just became such a debacle instead of orderly. It was the height of the terrorist season right. that the one I heard, well, I've heard several different generals say that the Taliban retreat to the mountains and caves during the winter. So they're not in play. They're not in action. Right. And, you know, that this was done at the height of the terrorist season, actually, um, you know, that that... Isn't it crazy that there is a terrorist... Se- I mean, you know what I'm... That, right. It's crazy to consider that... That there is a height of a terrorist season, yeah, but the that, summertime is when they're most active. Yeah. That's what he was saying, and that it does... It just seems calculated, was his point. Right. That they know the seasons of the Taliban and why they wouldn't have waited, but... So, Lee had that scripture written down. It was Romans 13... Um, the whole the whole passage would be one through seven, but the beginning of that says, "Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves." And it's so tempting to say, "Yeah, but." Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it so tempting to say, except when this is happening or when I don't like what this looks like or when I recognize this corrupt system. Another thing that you talked to me about this week was how when you were when you were just thinking about how bad things were and how things were looking right now and the potential of of some very devastating things even coming the persecution that's going to be coming on Christians 
in the near future, right? Yeah, we and, see it. And so what you, it's, I wanted you to share a little bit about what that led you to research with regards to the Roman government Yeah, and, and kind of what that led you to. So we have listened to Jay Warner Wallace quite a bit, and I remember him talking about the brutality of the, the Romans. And so that immediately made me think, you know, about... Uh, I just remembered that that talk. Yeah. What what I really remembered him talking about was that Christ came during he felt like the most brutal time in world history, mm. and that that was an intentional. You know that that was a plan. Well, yeah, clearly, obviously, yeah. <laughs> clearly and obviously, it was a plan. <laughs> but that was his point: was right. that it was that time was a plan right. because they were such a brutal, harsh people. And so I did go back and look. Um, you know, looked up all kinds of things about the Roman government and the Roman persecution over the Jews. Um, the Roman rule began in 63 BC over Judea and lasted till 135 AD, so approximately 198 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 198 years. Yes. They were cruel. They were bloodthirsty. Yeah. They were known for cruel and sadistic punishment and torture. Um, and then, of course, we know about the Colosseum Games and what they did to Christians. You know, right? Um, even the even the martyred disciples. And, right. We know I about mean, yes, yes. And um, so, just researching that time frame and knowing um, that they were known for that. That's and and then remembering what what um, Jay Warner Wallace had said about that. Just you know. That that time frame was just brutal, brutal. and and we're not and we're not there yet. Yeah. This is this is you know I know we're frustrated and angry and I know we're all feeling probably the same way I've right. been feeling and that's why I thought this was important to talk about because. Um, so it leads me to a couple of que- it it has led me to a couple of questions within myself and one of them is, um, I, okay, so what do we do about it? Yeah. So what do we do about it? If if I'm feeling these things, and especially in this, I mean, my goodness, we live in this tiny town in this, you know, small state, and we we I don't know very I only know a couple of politicians. I don't I can feel powerless is my point. Like it can seem like we are powerless. And I was reminded this past Sunday um, of how effective prayer really is and how it truly takes just a few you know there's the scripture that says if one of us can put a thousand to flight then two of us ten thousand and my pastor explains that as exponential math and by the time he got up to seven people we were at I guess like a million or a billion I can't remember how how far it went but when you when you just expand that exponentially we're talking about just a few people praying having the potential to affect yeah. immense change. Yeah. You were talking about uh, just how God had been leading you to specifically pray for the Afghan people and the things that are going on yeah. there. And the reality that those prayers are literally affecting a human life yes. on the other side of a planet. Yes. And I think that we've got to get to the place where we say, I know that when I pray, it yeah. moves the hand of God. Yes. And when when one of us prays, the effect that that has on a situation, and yeah. then okay, so now we're okay, we're going to agree to join together, and that yeah. me and you are going to pray the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so now let's let's put four, five, six, ten, twenty. Yeah. A couple of hundred 
into the mix of that, praying specifically. Yeah. The 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 indescribable power that that contains when we are in agreement in prayer, praying in the name of Jesus Christ for our Almighty God to move. Yeah. Like when we when we can wrap our mind around that that that's where the power is and that's where the hope is. Yes, because that is where the hope it's is. It's when okay, I okay, I fully believe that. Okay, when if I fully believe that, then I'm going to do it. And if I do it, it's because I hope that God is going to move. And it's yeah. in that hope that we are going to begin to to see actual change happen. Yeah. Not because some politician has done something great, not because some celebrity pastor has tweeted something awesome, but because the actual body of Jesus Christ is is moving the heavenlies by the prayers that we're praying. Yeah, that they're being covered. Yeah, by His wings. Yeah, I, you know, you just think about. I mean, you just put yourself in the in the place of those people. If you had two teenage daughters, yeah. What would you do? And and then the people that are fleeing to the mountains, like literally think about what they're doing. They probably don't have food. They probably don't have right. water. They're scared to death. Um, I There was a, um, I heard one Christian um, lady interviewed who said, we are not scared. We are sad. Mm-hmm. She said, we are sad that we've lost 20 years of work for the kingdom, the underground church, right. that we're scattered, that we feel isolated and alone, that you can't, there are spies everywhere. You can't right. trust anyone. You can't yeah. trust anyone. Um, she said, we're sad, but we're not scared. Right. We know where we're going. We know what our God can do. She said, we're not scared. Right. And so that has to be the stance that we take. So because I'm like you, when I begin to put myself in that situation, obviously my heart breaks for them, but then I, my thoughts turn to our own country. Oh yeah. Because we're allowing them in. And as, un, as, as you can, we can turn our, our eyes to it open. if we want to it, Yeah, but we are not far removed from those similar things happening to us. Not at all. 210,000 in the month of July through the border, um, through the southern border was the estimate. Uh, and so we're not talking Mexican. We're talking immigrants. Immigrants. There's no yeah, way I'm to know. Saying, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying a nationality. We don't know. We don't know. what that's, that's part of the problem. That's right? the problem. We don't know right. who is coming into our borders. Right. So as the Church of Jesus Christ, our charge is to... Figure out what's significant for us to make a stand on. I think that right. was one of the points we made at the beginning. Yeah. If it's significant to you and you feel like you need to make a stand on it, great. But there are things that I believe that the church is fighting over right now that are not going to be those things that save our life. Yeah. The things that we have got to rally around are these. God's word is true. There is power in God's word. There is power in prayer, and we believe in the truth of Jesus Christ. And these these other things that seem to be on the periphery of, of what's going on in our culture, in our world, yes, we need to pay attention. Yes, we need to make a stand on certain things. But those things that the church needs to rally around are those things that are going to um, to be the rise or fall of the church of Jesus Christ, is, yeah. is my personal opinion. Yeah. And... Um, 
if, if you feel like you need to fight over whether you get the vaccine or don't, if you feel like you need to fight over whether you should wear a mask or not, I mean, obviously, praise God, we're still a free country. We can fight over those things if yeah. we want to. But if we're talking about the church and what effect these divisions are having on the church, we need to decide, is this a stand that's worth making right now? Yeah. You know, and yeah. and um, CRT. Or is unity more important? Right. CRT, it's important to me. I'm going to make a stand on that. Yeah. What my beliefs are about that theory and the effect that it's having on our country and our church, they're significant to me. And I'm, and I'm going to make a stand on that. Yeah. And I feel like it's important for me to continue to educate myself, to educate others, to know what I believe, to be have my eyes open to recognize it when I see it in in culture and in my job and in all of those things. Um, and and I don't know, I just feel like there are issues that, that maybe we need to step back and evaluate through the light of yeah of that. Yeah. You know somebody said uh, you know, we kinda maybe we need to go back to the old school, what would Jesus do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To get us some T-shirts printed up? Yes, WWJD? yes. WWJD? Maybe yeah. we need to do that again. Maybe we need to do that again where we could uh, maybe gain some clarity and unity. I did have the verse, Romans twelve eighteen. If, um, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And I think that that's something I'm having to keep in my mind when, I'm, when I don't agree with someone about a certain thing. Is, is it worth creating that dis? that disharmony and that disunity in right. a relationship or in a church or in my job or wherever, is it worth, I think there's going to come a time where we're going to have to say, yeah, this is worth fighting for. Yes. And then there are things that, that maybe aren't or right. won't be. And, and right. it, we're going to have to have some discernment about what those things yes, are. Yes. We are going to have sure. to have some discernment. Well, I thank you guys for listening to, to us today. And I hope that we said something maybe that, um, brought some clarity maybe encouragement encouragement um i know that we're at the same place that y'all are at right yeah so questioning and praying questioning and praying and uh just trying to be obedient yeah well thank y'all and we will see y'all again next time